Hey, Scott Walker here. Welcome to another episode of Freedom Fighters. Today, I'm at the Reagan Ranch Center uh, in Santa Barbara, California. I want to give you an update on what happened with the fire uh, all around where the Reagan Ranch is, uh, just outside of Santa Barbara. Tell you a little bit about what the impact that is for young people coming to conferences, uh, the high school conference this week at the Reagan Ranch Center, and the upcoming college conference happening in a few weeks in November. And what that means in the larger context for what we're doing to help train the next generation of freedom fighters. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Freedom Fighters. So uh, last night I had the opportunity to share with over 100 high school students from all across the country. Even with the fires, we decided we still wanted to have that conference, but it had to be adjusted a bit. You, you see the fires that started on October 11th, small as they were, started west of the Reagan Ranch, which is west and north of Santa Barbara. Um, those fires uh, that started relatively small quickly spread as that Monday afternoon when I was traveling, actually, uh, to uh, driving from Aspen to Denver, Colorado, uh, to meet with some supporters of Young America's Foundation. Uh, I got a text from Andrew Coffin, who is our vice president at uh, YAF and the director of the Reagan Ranch, been there for more than 23 years. Uh, Andrew sent me a text saying, hey, uh, if you get a chance, please call me as quick as possible. I called him coming out of a tunnel through one of the mountains, and he said, there's a fire. And uh, he was actually supposed to meet me uh, later that day in Denver. I said, well, let's postpone your, your flight the next day. Of course, followed up and realized he wasn't going to come at all, understandably so, because the fire that had started west, it, it was called the Alisol fire, but it's really no, well, I should say it's nowhere near, but it didn't affect the Alisol resort, uh, which is still appears to be fully intact from the view that we have uh, from the west end of the Reagan Ranch property. But it started just a little bit south and over uh, from the Alisol in an area that, by the way, hadn't experienced uh, forest fires of any significance, well, since 1955. Normally, you might think that would be good, but the problem with that is it was because there hadn't been fire. That's nature's way of pinning up, uh, uh, putting together uh, barriers for, for the next wave of fires. Uh, the problem, of course, was that it was like throwing a match into a box of matches. It was dry and hadn't been cleared and because of some of the policies, as well as a number of other factors, but particularly some of the policies that don't allow for uh, quite the uh, the management of forestry that you'd see in places like northern Wisconsin. Boy, the fire just took off. Add to the fact that that Monday, the 11th of October, was extremely windy, so much so that the normal crews, the helicopters and tanker planes that might have gone in the air early on and been able to really kind of smack out the fire before it took off in any significant direction. The winds made it prohibitive. The, the pilots just couldn't get up in the air. And so the wind stirred things up, which then uh, the winds didn't allow uh, the aerial attacks on the fire, and it took off. Uh, into Tuesday, one of the few advantages we got was that as it expanded, and as it grew, uh, the blaze that went small was starting to become a bit of an inferno. Uh, there was a, a breeze that came over the top of the of the mountain from the valley, over the top of where Rancho del Cielo, the, the, the ranch in the heavens, the ranch in the sky, the place that Ronald Reagan called home, along with Mrs. Reagan from 1974 until it was sold and turned over for operations to YAF, Young America's Foundation, in 1998. Uh, 
that Reagan ranch was protected early on because of this breeze that came over the top. And instead of what you normally would have uh, the morning of that Tuesday, which would be the winds coming off the ocean, blowing up uh, towards the ranch itself. Instead, you had a bit of a counter uh, winds coming through and it, and it helped keep uh, the flames from coming up the side uh, all the way up to where the Reagan ranch was at. Now, um, again, the geography, anyone who's ever been up there, there's winding roads. It's why it's not typically open to the public, like, say, the Reagan Library or even a place like Monticello or uh, Mount Vernon. This is a place where we take students and activists to, uh, but it's usually under uh, the guidance of, of uh, expert drivers. People have driven that pass many a times. It's a number of switchbacks. And it's up at the top of the previous owners prior to the Reagans called it Tip Top. A ranch because it's up at the top where you can one side see the valley and the other side see the ocean but the fires came up and and thankfully with that breeze coming over and just the geography instead of coming straight up to the ranch they they moved further east closer towards in the direction of santa barbara in total by the end of the week the fire had consumed more than seventeen thousand acres and and amazingly, nearly 2,000 firefighters were called to fight the blaze. It, at the end, it actually involved control by the, by the federal government overseeing things in addition to local uh, emergency personnel and, and officials. Thankfully, to our knowledge, uh, to date, we haven't heard of any serious injuries or fatalities, but we certainly pray for the health and safety of all those who have fought and continue to fight the blaze. I was up this Wednesday, just uh, two days ago, was up late Wednesday afternoon after coming back to Santa Barbara uh, to meet with our students. But uh, initially, right as I got off the plane, Andrew Coffin met me. We went up the winding road to get up to the the Reagan Ranch itself. That in itself was an experience because it's, you know, you go west and north off the 101 out of Santa Barbara. It's a ways till we get to Refugio Road, uh, which is the place where we go to the pass to make our way up the mountain to the Reagan Ranch itself. And uh, immediately saw signs coming off the uh, California Highway 101. The road itself was closed to the general public. There was emergency personnel and signage up there. Uh, we, because of our position at the Reagan Ranch, were able to go through. Along the way, we ran into crews already clearing uh, uh, many of the trees that had been burnt. In fact, you'd see the so-called widow makers, which were the uh, trees that were still standing, but the fire had gone up, in many cases, up since in, inside of the trunk and uh, were dangerous. If not taken down, uh, they'd be falling over and, and creating uh, chaos and, and even potential injury. And so there were crews out there with heavy equipment already clearing out the trees, the brush, the fire damage, all the way up. Where we significantly saw it was by the Circle Bar B Ranch, which is an area where they had about 70 horses. And thankfully, it's one of those uh, bright uh, signs, those wonderful stories that you hear in situations like this where the word went out and uh, horse lovers from all over the region brought their trailers and helped uh, the folks at that ranch get the, all the horses out safely out uh, of, uh, of the path of the flames, which came through that area. In fact, just past that, there's a real steep turn and there was a trailer there for decades uh, trailer and the little tractor at the end that was all completely burnt up it's it was in pieces the ashes left up there and then going up the side of the mountain on the switchbacks itself again i invite you to look at my social media post i put up some of these pictures at scott walker on twitter scott k walker for facebook 
uh, certainly up on Instagram and elsewhere. These images look like almost like going to the moon. Or, or as one of my colleagues said, it was like in the movie, if you've ever saw, or maybe it showed your kids when they were younger, The Lion King, there's the, the Badlands, the place where Scar was at, where he was kind of relegated to, where there was still uh, fire burning and, and much of the land gone. That's what it looked like. You know, there's a few remnants of the landscape, but by and large, an area that is filled with switchbacks, which was a bit treacherous to begin with, now is completely so, as you can look down and see exactly what's below. Our concern going forward is even though the fire didn't touch uh, the ranch property, the property that is owned and operated by Young America's Foundation, which includes the Reagan Ranch, the Almore Ranch, and the Moore Family Ranch, the bottom line is we're still very concerned, and the first big test will be this weekend uh, because rain's coming to the region, which over time will be good to help regrow some of the vegetation. But in the meantime, mudslides further down from where the ranch itself is, but along the road, uh, the rock structures that now don't have uh, barriers or vegetation to keep it uh, intact, uh, those are the sorts of things we're concerned about, might wash out in some way damage the road and the path up to the Reagan Ranch. Now, there's a way from the other side, <clears throat> excuse me, up from the valley on the north end, north of the ranch itself, but that would be, <clears throat> excuse me, that would be incredibly incredibly treacherous and, and much more extended time to get folks to from the Reagan Ranch Center in Santa Barbara to get up to the Reagan Ranch itself. So we're going to be watching. We're going to be praying about that. We're going to be working with federal, state, and local officials and neighbors all throughout that region to make sure that road uh, is, uh, is sufficiently repaired and <clears throat> that we do what we need to do to make sure there aren't mudslides or rocks or other erosions happening throughout the area. In terms of the ranch itself, again, the ranch house, the tack barn where the saddles are at, the Secret Service building, even the fences, uh, the fence posts that were put up by President Reagan himself, all completely intact, all untouched by the fire. Uh, the closest we got was south of Pennsylvania Avenue, which is goes over to the Al Moore Ranch and to the Moore Family Ranch. Uh, we did bring in uh, bulldozers, came into the area, started out the lookout point, went down the slope over to the Elmore Ranch and created uh, a bit of a physical barrier had the fire gotten that far. It did not, uh, but there'll be significant work need to be done to regrade that area, to replant it. Uh, the road, Pennsylvania Avenue, that starts at the far east end of the ranch and works its way all the way out uh, to where there was previously a helipad for Marine One. As you can imagine, with the heavy equipment, the, uh, the hot shots, uh, which are the fire uh, engines for the forest firefighters coming through multiple, multiple trucks coming through that area. And then the bulldozers themselves did a fair amount of damage to the road that would be needed to be repaired. Uh, the home on the far uh, southwest end of the uh, Moore Family Ranch uh, was sprayed down by uh, from aerial uh, fire suppression. And so there's some things need to be done to clean up in that area. But again, thankfully, I want to make it absolutely clear, the fire did not touch the Reagan Ranch property. There will need to be done some repairs uh, to the road, some replanting, regrading, other things that we need to be done to the property that YF has on site. And we're going to do a full assessment. There was, you know, over the years, thanks to the Reagan Ranch Board of Governors and the YF Board of Directors and to some amazing supporters, there was significant done uh, work done on the property to prepare and 
and uh, be able to implement uh, should a fire, should flames actually reach the property itself. President Reagan, you, many of you might remember the images of Lake Lucky, which is right adjacent to the ranch house where the president first lady stayed. Uh, a little bit further down the property, he had plans for something called Freedom Lake, never built it. We have subsequently built it and lined it. And then in conjunction with some great supporters, the Schwartzes from Ohio and others along the way um, who helped us not only with Freedom Lake, but connecting uh, those two bodies of water and a well increased our, our capacity in terms of uh, water capacity to about a million uh, gallons of water, which is phenomenal. We might Again, I posted on my social media. Others may have seen the images of the helicopters, either with the big buckets being dipped in the Freedom Lake, or the coolest thing to me was actually watching them hover uh, just over the water and putting these booms in to suck water up that they then used to fight the fire. So we were able to do all that. We've created a fund, not just to help with the repairs and the work that was done I just mentioned, but but also to assess fully what more can we do if a fire were ever to get in that area to protect particularly that ranch home and the tack barn. Well, you've got just these priceless things, uh, these amazing things, in some cases, things like books like that printer Udell, which the president carried all the way from his days in Dixon, Illinois, as a young man, all the way to the bookshelves in the ranch house itself. Those are things that just can't be replaced. And so we had firefighters. uh, We had engines right next to the ranch house. We took all sorts of precautions. uh, We sprayed retardant on the uh, vegetation surrounding the area. We were prepared to foam down the houses and the other buildings if need be. We want to make sure that if there's any other things we can prepare for in the future, that we take that action. So we've created a fund to protect the Reagan Ranch. I, myself, Tonette and I, as well as so many others, have donated to that. If folks are interested, you can go to yaf.org and find out more about the summaries of what happened with the fire, yaf.org, as well as if you want to join us in uh, in investing and supporting the fund to protect the Reagan Ranch. I certainly encourage you to do that. The final thing, the reason we do all this, not just to protect this uh, significant presidential historic site, which in its own right is worth uh, saving, but because we know, we know when we bring young people, whether it's the high schoolers at the conference this week, the college students in a few weeks later, early in November, or others from across the country, what an impact it has for people to visit the Reagan Ranch. They're blown away about the simplicity, about the humility, the, the uh, just how frugal the president was. How he, he didn't just talk about it, how he lived it. They're, they're blown away by his love for the open wide spaces, which I think in many ways symbolize the freedom uh, and, and his devotion to the untapped potential of the American people. Um, we normally, during conference like we're holding with high schoolers, would take them to the ranch on Thursday. Instead, yesterday we took them uh, per uh, outreach to John Highbush and the rest of the team at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library and Museum. They had reached out early in the fire, asked what more they could do. Uh, first, we just said, well, thanks for the support, the prayers. Uh, in the end, though, uh, we reached out and said, yeah, actually, you know, it would be great if, if possible if we could bring our students to the library itself. And John, to his credit, and the rest of his team said, yes, done. We'll absolutely do that. 
Uh, they were thrilled. The docents there, volunteer, were thrilled to see young people uh, back at the Reagan Presidential Library and Museum. Uh, our students heard from retired Rear Admiral J.J. Quinn, who's been a frequent contributor for us. Although in this instance, instead of just being up in the hay barn at the ranch itself, he talked about being one of the chief military aides to President Reagan, the end of his time in office in 87 and 88 and 89 uh, through the, uh, the transition of power. He talked about that sitting under the tail of Air Force One, which if you've seen the presidential library, you know that's what makes it more extraordinary than any other presidential site I've, I've seen in this country. And so he told the stories. He told what it meant to, to work with President Reagan. And our, our students were mesmerized, as I think any of us would be. Uh, these sorts of experiences are great, not just to learn about Reagan, the man, which in of itself is great, but, but to learn about the things he spent his life, particularly his public life, fighting for and defending. Individual liberties, free enterprise, strong national defense, and standing up for traditional American values. One of the things I, I mentioned to the kids last night is, you know, his words are timeless. You think about coming up this next week, uh, October 27th, 1964, he gave the really iconic address, A Time for Choosing. Days before the election, even though just about everybody in the world knew that, unfortunately, Barry Goldwater wasn't going to win that election, Reagan still spoke for him, and more than just advocating for Barry Goldwater for president, he really laid out a very clear and concise message about what it means to be a conservative. And even though conservatives didn't triumph in that 64 election, Reagan was elected governor of California two years later. And obviously, in 1980 and again in 84, he was elected, but he brought about probably one of the most consequential presidencies in modern American history, certainly in the 21st century, bringing freedom and opportunity, not only to people here in the United States, but to people all around the world. It's my honor to be the, the new president of Young America's Foundation, where one of the many things that we do, one of the many things we do is bring young people to the Reagan Ranch and to the Reagan Ranch Center to learn not only about Reagan, but about the things he dedicated his life to defending, freedom and opportunity for all. Thanks for tuning in today on this podcast of Freedom Fighters. Until next time, I'm Scott Walker. Keep fighting for freedom. <music>